Let us go to him, inshallah. It's uh, today, the 20th of Rajab, 1440. Uh, Ustad, nice to see you this beautiful, mashallah, Mubarak Wednesday morning, full of smiles on your Mubarak face. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum wa fajazakallahu khairan to our engineers, Brother Junaid Khan, Brother Riyaz Hussein. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihi al-kareem Amma ba'd A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytani r-rajim Bismillahi r-Rahmani r-Rahim Rabbi shrahli swadri Wayasilli amri Wahlul uqdatan min lisani Yafqahu qawli Subhanaka la ilma lana Illa ma allamtana Innaka anta al-alimul hakeem اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Today we focus on Surah Al-Hashar, chapter number 59. Hashar means the assembly, the gathering. Almighty Allah, Jalla wa Allah, speaks about what would happen on the day of justice. This is the beauty of Islam. وَمَا آتَاكُمُ Rasul. Whatever Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam brought and commanded you to do, فَخُذُوا Take it. Believe in it and practice on it, learn it, propagate it. And whatever Mustafa Habibuna prohibited you from, so you must abstain from it. Fear Almighty Allah. And if we do the opposite of what we are supposed to do, Inna Allah Shadidul Iqab. Then verily the punishment of Almighty Allah is severe. This is chapter 59. O oh, you, the listeners of Radio Al-Ansar International and Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, you must memorize or at least understand the message of these three verses. Surah 59, verses 8, 9, and 10. All Allah praising the companions of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam lil fuqara'il muhajirin alladhina ukhrijoo min diarim wa mwalihim the muhajirin who were poor who were expelled from their homes and they had to leave their wealth and property everything in Makkah now they migrating to Madina Munawwara why they did all this yabtagoona fadlam min allahi wa ridwana they were seeking the grace and the pleasure of Almighty Allah and they were helping the deen and the religion of Almighty Allah and helping Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ulaikamussadiqoon. They are the truthful ones. They are the truthful ones. <coughs> then Almighty Allah praises the Ansar, the assistants and helpers there in Madinah Munawwara. وَالَّذِينَ تَبَوَّعُوا الدَّارَ وَالْإِيمَانَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ يُحِبُّونَ مَنْ هَاجَرَ إِلَيْهِمْ 
They, the Ansar, they were people of Iman, and they loved the people who migrated to them. Whatever they had to spend on the migrants, they did not feel any difficulty or any restraint in their hearts. وَيُؤْثِرُونَ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ They gave preference to them, to the migrants. وَلَوْ كَانَ بِهِمْ Although they themselves were in need. And all Allah states that these Ansar فَأُولَىٰكَ مُفْلِحُونَ They are the successful ones. So all Allah is praising the beloved companions and students of Mustafa wasallam. People who came after them so what should we do? We are the third category. وَالَّذِينَ جَاءُوا مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لَنَا Oh Allah, that you forgive us. وَلِإِخْوَانِنَ الَّذِينَ سَبَقُونَا بِالْإِيمَانِ And forgive those brothers, sisters of ours who passed away before us with Iman. So we must make dua for the Sahaba and our ancestors and our predecessors who passed away on Iman and Islam. وَلَا تَجْعَلْ فِي قُلُوبِنَا غِلَّةِ Ya Allah, do not put in our hearts the malice, rancor, and hatred. لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا For people who possess Iman. رَبَّنَا إِنَّكَ رَؤُوفٌ رَحِيمٌ Verily, you are the one, very, very compassionate, very merciful. In this day and this age, we have people who are bent on making propaganda, and they say the Sahaba, Allah forbid, Allah forbid, like Sayyidina Bakr, Sayyidina Umar, Sayyidina Usman, Sayyidina Aisha, Sayyidina Hafsa, Amir Muawiyah, and many others are non-Muslim, remember without a shadow of doubt, such people are out of the fall of Islam, they're rejecting these verses, and Hazrat Zainul Abidin, Sayyidina Hussein, radiallahu son, used these same verses to tell them they're out of the fall of Islam. If you want a reference, go open Tafsir Qurtubi and you will find it there. Almighty Allah Jalla wa Allah tells us, Wala takunu kalladina nasullah. Don't be like those people who forgot Allah. Because when we forget Allah, we don't make zikr, we don't remember Allah. فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنفُسَهُمْ Almighty Allah then makes them forget themselves, meaning they get, they get engrossed in certain vices and sins. أُولَٰئِكَ الْفَاسِقُونَ And they are the ones that are the transgressors. Let look at the surah, surah 59, and the last three verses. Verses 22, 23, and 24. We know South Africa is one of the many crime capitals in the world. And therefore, O Muslim, it is still Fajr time. Read with me. Read three times. A'udhu billahi sami'il alim. A'udhu billahi sami'il alim. Minash shaitanir rajim. So that once. أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم and you read these last three verses of Surah Hashr chapter 59 and all Allah will protect you with a divine protection هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو 
truly it is none worthy of worship but all Allah alone alimul ghaybi wa shahada his knowledge is all embracing all encompassing he knows everything Rahim, very very gracious very very merciful and it goes on till the end praising Almighty Allah and his attributes Lahul Asma'ul Husna he has wonderful beautiful names so read it Al-Malikul Quddusul Salamul Mu'minul Muhayminul Azizul Jabbarul Mutakabbir Subhanallahi Amma Yushrikun Huwallahul Khaliqul Bari'ul Musawwiru Lahul Asma'ul Husna Yusabbihu Lahu Ma Fis Samawati Wal Ard Wahuwal Azizul Hakim so read, A'udhu Billahi Sami'il Alim in a shaitan regime thrice after Fajr, read it thrice after Maghrib, and thereafter you read these verses once, and all Mahdi Allah will protect you during the day and during the night. Fallahu Khairun Hafidah, wa huwa arhamur rahimin. Chapter 12, Surah Yusuf, verse 64. Allah is the best of protectors, and He, Almighty Allah, is the most merciful one to show mercy. May all, may Almighty Allah envelop us in His mercy and protection. 16 minutes after 5 Central African time. Jazakumullah khairan Ustad for that. Please I do apologize for the cough. Inshallah, Ustad, maybe make dua. It will go away. Ustad's duas are very, very powerful. Shafakallah. Uh, Allah give shifa. I mean, Ustad, let us go to Matola. This is from Maputo. Mufti Sapa, uh, we're listening to you this morning. We just want to know a quick question, Inshallah, Ustad. Uh, we need an urgent answer. If the Imam stands up for a fifth rakat, then what? Should the Muqtadis do? Ustad, from Matola, Ustad, Maputo. The hadith is mentioned in Tirmidhi Sharif. Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لِيَلِينِ مِنْكُمْ أُلُوا الْأَحْلَامِ وَالنُّهَا Those people should stand next to me, next to the Imam. So who should be standing? أُلُوا الْأَحْلَامِ وَالنُّهَا Imam means the leader of the prayer. Those people of intelligence and intellect. If the imam, the leader, makes a mistake, then they know how to rectify him. <coughs> the problem today we have in many of our masajid and mosques, the people who are standing right next to the imam, the leader, they themselves do not know what to do. So therefore you have all these problems. You are reading Asr Salat, Isha Salat, Zohar Salat, four rakats, and now the Imam Sab stood up to the fifth rakat, the fifth unit. So you should say Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, words like that you should use. Then the Imam Sab will go back to the sitting position and make Sajda Hisaw and then complete the Salat. If the Imam Sab carried on with fifth rakat and thereafter he made Salam and so forth, then you must repeat that Salat. That is a lengthy question. It says, my husband will be traveling to Hirschberg, Germany, on Eid Day, uh, uh, it says, or the day before work. We have been unable to find a mosque near the area, that area, and are unsure if there are any Muslims there. Mufti Sab, advice, please. He is flying on Eid Day. If he is there on Eid Day and cannot find any Muslims or mosques, if he is there on Eid Day, what one Muslim, must they perform Eid Salah or not Ustad? 
Remember, each salat and so forth will not be compulsory upon people who are musafir and travelers. So that is, if you find Muslims there, then mashallah, very good. And if you are traveling, then that salat will fall away as each salat will not be compulsory upon you. However, they send me a WhatsApp zero seven one triple eight one one eight four. We will give you our contacts in Germany, in Munich, and very many various other parts. And then, inshallah, that they will able to inform you whichever part you are going to in Germany, whether you are going to Heidelberg, Heidelberg, not here in Transvaal in Gauteng, Heidelberg in Germany, or any other part, Dusseldorf or wherever, Frankfurt. So wherever then inshallah they will be able to tell you which brothers you should contact and where they will be having their salat and so forth so you just contact us and inshallah we'll do some networking for you I mean inshallah we said we go to Hawik uh, uh, little Umair 10 years old move this up are we allowed to keep fish as pets Ya Aba Umair, Ma Fa'alan Nugair, Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, addressed one young person like you, O Umair. His bird just passed away and died. So he was very sad. So Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was cheering him up. Said, O Abu Umair, what happened to Nugair? What happened to that bird of yours? So you want to keep fish, Umair? Very good. Keep the fish. And remember, you must feed them nicely so they get nice and fat. Don't leave them to starve and leave them like Ramadan time that, you know, we are fasting. Don't leave them to fast and then they die. So you must look after them nicely. You must smile with them. They will smile with you. Subhanallah, subhanallah. Somebody says, Honorable Muftisab, I am in my 70s. I have two daughters, no sons. My husband is still alive. All my brothers are deceased. Two of my sisters are still alive. How must my estate be distributed upon death? Please advise me. This is from Swaziland, Ustad. What, is the father alive? Did she say anything about the father? No, Ustad. He just says, uh, 70, I have two daughters, no sons. My husband, yes, my husband is still alive. Yeah, husband is different and father is different. Sister from a brother from New Zealand, from Swaziland, Swaziland rather, from Swaziland, rather, uh, just inform us because I'll explain to you both ways. But if the father is there, then the permutations will change. Okay. Father so, life, father life. Was yeah, see, very important. So fa- father is alive. So remember in that case, so who's posing the question, the husband or the wife? The wife. Was the wife. So when the wife passes away, then the husband will inherit 25%. And thereafter, remember, two-thirds will go to the two daughters. So you have 25% and you have two-thirds. And the residue remainder will go to the father. So you must remember if that is the mother is deceased. If the mother is dead, then she also will inherit. So anyway, let's assume that the mother is deceased. So 25% for the husband, two-thirds for the two daughters, and the remainder residue that is for the father. So that is your brothers, sisters, siblings, all will be deprived. Remember this law across the spectrum, 100% everywhere. It works and effective. The deceased is Muslim and he or she left a father, biological father, then the deceased brothers, sisters, all will be deprived because the father is still alive. 
The deceased was survived by a son, his own biological son, not foster son and adopted son and stepson, not them. Your own biological son and he's Muslim. The mayit is Muslim. So in a case like that, we will say that the son will inherit everything and the siblings will be deprived. So remember these two laws across the spectrum. A little to Sister Natasha. She says, Good morning, or my senior mentor. I'm feeling very good this morning, thanks uh, to God. And she says, The last question I asked you is that uh, what do Muslims believe about Mary? I've got it down, I've got it written uh, as I'm a teacher, so I write all the notes and all the answers that you give me. This is Sister Natasha from Lakefield. She wants to know what do Muslims believe about Jesus and uh, what's Jesus' name in, uh, in the Islamic version, Ustad? Excellent, Sister Natasha. May Almighty Allah keep you and Marvin always smiling and you are always under the protection of Almighty Allah. This morning also we made dua and we prayed to Almighty Allah for you and your family and the entire human race. Secondly, very good you are doing, Sister Natasha. Whatever I am telling you, you are writing down, making notes, and then you share it with the students. That's excellent. So remember that we will teach you what is true Islam, not the diluted or polluted Islam, Islam in its pristine purity. So this is what you're going to tell your family members and your beloved students regarding Jesus, peace be upon him. Tell them Jesus' name is Isa, I-S-A or E-S-A, and his name, honorable name, means to be fair in complexion. So Isa, we say, alayhi salam, that the peace and blessings of Almighty Allah be upon him because we love and show respect and reverence to every messenger and prophet of Almighty Allah. They are selected by Almighty Allah and not elected by people. When we are elected, elected by people, <laughs> then you end up in a mess like South Africa. So anyway, you must remember that they are the people selected by Almighty Allah Jalla Wala. So he, Isa salam's honorable name is mentioned 25 times in the Noble Quran. Jesus, peace be upon him, is Ayatain. He and his mother are the symbols and the signs of Almighty Allah's power, absolute power, authority, sovereignty, majesty. Almighty Allah created him without the intervention of a male. We reject the story of Yusuf Najjar, Joseph the carpenter. We, Sister Natasha, and all the listeners, you should be reading chapter 19, Surah Maryam, and you will see how Sayyidah Maryam, how Mary, the Virgin Maryam al-Adra, gave birth to Nabi Isa a.s. What divine arrangements Almighty Allah made. She was in a labor pain. When the labor campaign was coming, all Almighty Allah made arrangements. You go there by the date tree. وَهُزِّي إِلَيْكِ بِجِذْءٍ نَخْلَ تُسَاقِتْ عَلَيْكِ رُطَبًا جَنِيًّا That the tree, you just shake it, just shake it slightly, and lo and behold, the fresh, fresh dates will fall, and that is how Almighty Allah will sustain you, and sustain Jesus, peace be upon him. Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, made arrangements for the water. Almighty Allah then made it such, he grew up. 
and then she came, she went outside of Jerusalem, and then when she came, the people asked, that, what is this, O oh, oh Maryam, O oh, your father and your family, all pious people, for Asharat Ilai, she gestured and pointed to him. The words of Isa salam, the first words, Sister <coughs> Natasha, Inni Abdullah, I am the slave of Allah. Not the son of Allah, but the slave and servant of Allah. So that is where we are totally differing with other faiths. We say Jesus was a mighty, mighty messenger. His name mentioned 25 times in the Noble Quran. He was the final and last messenger of the Israelites. So remember that Jesus, as far as the Israelites go, so he was the last messenger. But the last messenger and prophet for all humanity and creation is Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the messenger of Islam, the messenger of humanity, the messenger for the entire human creation. Wama arsalnaka illa rahmatallil alameen. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam was, is, will always be the mercy to every creation of Almighty Allah. In Bukhari Sharif, one hadith, one book on the teachings and sayings of the Master, it is the most authentic book as far as we Muslims are concerned. So between Jesus going up to the heavens and the Milad Mubarak, the honorable birth of Mustafa, the messenger Muhammad, peace be upon him, sallallahu is 600 years. So that is the interim period. And then we also believe that Jesus was born but miraculously. And remember that then at the age of 33, all Jalla <coughs> let the ascension take place physically, bodily. There was no crucifixion and there was nothing on the cross. The Jews did not kill him. Nor did they go and crucify him. All elevated him took him up bodily, physically, in the state of awakeness. And before Qiyamah, the doomsday and the last day, he, the second coming of Jesus, will take place. He will descend in the land of Damascus, Syria. And one of his major themes and message will be between Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. There's a place called Lud. And today also it's called Lod. I've been there several times. L-O-D. So there the Dajjal, the Antichrist will be there. And that is where Prophet Jesus will kill him. Kill this Dajjal, the Antichrist. So that is what we believe in. And then Jesus will pass, he will go to Medina Munawara where the messenger, <laughs> Nabi Muhammad, peace be upon him, is buried. So he will get married. He will have children. And one son's name will be Muhammad and the other son's name will be will be Musa and he will live there and he will pass away there and be buried next to Mustafa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam the messenger of Islam so sister this is the last point two messengers one messenger Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu wasallam and second Nabi Isa Jesus peace be upon him buried there 
and next to them remember the two greatest people and companions of of, of Nabi Sallallahu Sallam the Messenger of Islam Sayyidina Abu Bakr and Sayyidina Umar radiallahu an Abu Bakr and Umar so they were they are they will always be the greatest people to walk on this earth after all the messengers and prophets peace be upon them so you teach your students and your family this much and then any more questions tomorrow you carry on inshallah she says uh, great uh, great uh, she recorded it to start Jazakumullah khairan sister Natasha from Lakefield I see another listener says uh, Mulana please we want to know about this sister Natasha she really poses good questions uh, Ustada this is from Durban how can you say she poses good questions but you don't say we give good answers <laughs> that's a good one Ustada oh, Jazakumullah khairan for that Ustad Umi Maryam Melbourne is it permissible to make children wear half animal masks, the eye part folded down and the nose and the mouth of the animal only show for a play in Madrasa for the Jalsa? They want to do the play of Nu Ali Salam, Hazrat Nu Ali Salam, but no one will be acting the part of Nu Ali Salam, Umi Maryam from Melbourne Ustad. No, it's not permissible. How can we relegate and debase our children who are the masterpiece of Allah's creation? Now you want them to mimic and look like animals. One will wear a mask of a lion, one will wear a half mask, quarter mask of a tiger, <coughs> one will want this ele- elephant, and what and what? No, is unacceptable. And worse, in a madrasa our religious school definitely unacceptable so remember all this stems from our thought process I told you this hundred times when this ummah still thinks and believes the west is the best and white is right then that's a part of then the teachers are also going astray and they lead others astray I see Dr. John says, Mufti Sahib, correct? Your answers are out of this world from Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody is asking, uh, can you cook crab? So you must remember the question is this, is crab halal or not permissible? According to Shafi'is, Malikis, Hanbalis, the vast overwhelming majority scholars, remember of the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, they say crab is halal. That your Quran Karim says, you know, Uhilla lakum Swaidul Bahri wa Ta'amuhu. So from that they prove in the hadith in Tirmidhi, Walhillu Maitatuhu. The Hanafis say that only fish is permissible from the things you find in the, uh, in the ocean, in the river, in the dam, and so forth. So only fish. Everything else, whether it is crab or whether it is crayfish or lobster or whatever, so all that would not be permissible according to the Hanafi jurors. So that is the fatwa and verdict. Ustad, somebody from Lichtenberg says, passing salams to you. They say they know you quite well. Uh, the person says, Mufti Sab, quickly, a quick question. In a will, can my father gift a gift, a father gift a certain amount of money to his brother, mother or adopted nephew? Mufti Sab, when you come into Lichtenberg, you're overdue. Inshallah, we're going to come to Lichtenberg. We've got a special mission there, Inshallah. <laughs> so you must remember that. Okay, that my one connection I have to go see one girl lady there, inshallah. Allah, so inshallah. But I won't come, he'll come, inshallah. I got my wife. So okay, very good question. I'm gonna end off with this question because I have to go for salat. This is very important, O oh, esteemed listeners of Radio Al Ansar International and Marka Sahaba, the voice of Al Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. 
Number one, when a Muslim person passes away. So first we have burial funeral expenses from the estate of the deceased. The family member, friends want to pay is permissible. Second is the debts of the deceased, corporate debts, personal debts, company debts, all debt must be paid and expedited. Justice delayed is justice denied. Third one is wasiya. Wasiya is to bequeath. Now here remember the law. You cannot bequeath for an heir. So your son is inheriting, your daughter is inheriting, your father is inheriting, your wife is inheriting. So whoever is an heir, they are going to get their proportionate share. So you cannot bequeath for them. That is not permissible. Secondly is the people you, you bequeath for, the beneficiaries, we call them, and the others, we will call them the heirs to make a distinction. So these beneficiaries whom you bequeath to, remember, it must a maximum amount must be one-third of the total estate, the net estate. So that is how the sequence works, we must remember. So that is the law you must remember. So if you have a father, your own father, and you have a brother, so your father will inherit, but your brother will not inherit. So in that case there, you want to bequeath and make wasiya for your brother, it's fine. For your adopted children, it's fine. For your neighbor, even if the non-Muslim, that remember your non-Muslim neighbor helped you so many times. So a friend in need is a friend indeed. Mm. In your world, you write down for Tom, Dick and Harry or Tom, Dick and Mary. So you want to leave 10,000, 50,000, 20,000. So it does not exceed one third of the total estate. So it's permissible. So that is the beauty of Islam and the fourth one will be that the shares of the heirs so that is the sequence you will follow in Afrikaans we say in mansa duet as anar mansa bruet wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil Ustaz before you leave us inshallah I will run down today inshallah ah, inshallah today 11 to 12 will be the bliss of marriage inshallah and then 5 past 1 to half past 1 will be tafsir and half past 1 to 2 will be the tafsir from the archives Today is Wednesday, O Ummah. Do not forget between Zohar and Asr. You read your Zohar Salat, read two Rakat Salat extra, raise your hands, go into Sazda, cry to Allah, and cry to Allah, Allah, help the Palestinians, help Ameen, those in Ameen. Gaza, help those in Yemen, in Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan, New Zealand, wherever Mali, wherever the Muslims are oppressed, wherever they are experiencing difficulty, martyrs, and so forth. May all Allah grant them Jannatul Firdaus and the family Sabre Jamil.